Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi! Hey, hi! Hey now, you got the first word in. Hey now! There it is! How are you? Good. Lots to talk about in this episode of After 9. Thank you to everybody who listened to yesterday's episode. It wasn't your typical one. In fact, we've do, done two non-traditional pods in a row. Yesterday, Tucker and Mora on to uh, hand over the reins because we're taking over the morning show on Energy 95.3 starting next Monday. The day before, the full trial from Friday's FM morning show of me trying to explain that there was nothing sinister going on when I snuck out early from Dave's baby shower. Although, I'm going to have to hang on to some of the excuses that I pre-populated in my head to get out of that because now I've been invited to my girlfriend's, friend's, kid's birthday party next weekend. I don't want to go to this. Well, okay, you need to know, you, need to, you have every right to know the details of this party. It's a kid's party. Like, the- Is that all you really need to know? Like, for you, does it matter? And this is why I'm asking. Because if, if there's a kid's party happening, and let's say it's like, yeah, a kid's party, but also, like, there's an adult's party happening at the same time where you're going to have wine and charcuterie and all kinds of f- fun things and discuss adult-like things. But that's probably not going to happen, right? All likelihood, this is just a kid's party, and you're just lingering around watching kids be kids yeah, I, I think that there's going to be like some sort of a setup in the kitchen and it'll be like, would you like a beer or would you like a glass of wine? And I typically don't partake in a beer or a glass of wine. There's usually multiple. I don't want to be that guy who gets drunk at a kid's party. No, you don't want to be. So I I, I don't even really want to go. And, and yeah, I'm sure there will be food and they seem like nice people, but it's their kid's birthday. I don't want to go to that. I don't. I'm surprised that you. Can I just say I'm surprised that you got invited to that? And by that, I mean. If I'm having a kid's birthday party, which I am, in fact, I have two coming up, like back to back, I am not inviting random adults unless they're related to the to the kid. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. It's one thing if it's like uncles and aunts, it's like, okay, you got to go. That's your niece or nephew or whatever. Even cousins. Okay, I can understand. But usually it's the people who have kids around the same age that will partake in those events. Because they have kids that will benefit from it. It really is supposed to be all about the kids. There's not really a ton of fun for the adults no. in most birthday parties. It's just more for the kids to have something to do for a few hours. And I don't mind that right now. Like, I'm in the stage where I'm like, great. If there's a birthday party, fantastic. My kid will go. They'll have a great time. They get to see their friends. They get to go to the trampoline park or the fun place or a house. It doesn't really matter. Whatever. Great, 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 good. You don't have that need to fill the time with kids because no. you don't have young kids. Your kids are grown. Yeah. They're having different kind of parties right now. You already went through that too is the other thing I would say. And until you're a grandparent, then you have an obligation. You absolutely are at those parties. No question. But in this case, Scott, I'm thinking you could say, no. Fuck you. 
Well, okay. There's somewhere between no and fuck you. What is that? Like, How no, about a get the fuck out of here? Nah, uh, no? yeah, though. You're kidding, right? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not invited. Don't. I would say you don't need to go. You don't need to feel bad about not going. And I don't think you, you need to even give a reason or a fake or anything. You just say, oh, thanks for the invite. Really appreciate you thinking of me. Um, not not Saturday or whatever day it is, but hopefully I get to see you sometime because I can't attend. I have many adult things to do. Yeah. And you know what? I would much rather go to one of my current kids' birthday party because now they're in their 20s and I feel like their parties are a little more my speed than go to a birthday party for, I don't know, what, a six or seven-year-old. Uh, you said you've got to plan parties for both your girls coming up. Coming up, yeah. One in March, one in June. Do you know the average kid's birthday party now involves 16 guests? 16 yeah. guests. Yeah, that's about right, though. In a lot of cases, depending on what you're doing, I mean, I don't know if you're just thinking about a house party. Is that what you're thinking? Because what happens is you rent out spaces or party rooms now, right? A lot of people do. So whether it's a fun park or a trampoline park or you name it, you're spending the money anyway. That's how it usually works. So you're buying out a room basically for them to eat lunch and then they go and they jump or they play or whatever the heck it is. You're spending the money anyway, so it makes sense to have whatever the max is, which in my, some cases probably would be 15 to 20, so why not just invite the whole damn class, you know what I mean? Okay, so when people come to your kid's birthday, do they just drop off the kids and leave for a few hours, or do they have to hang around and watch this shit go down? Oh, it depends on the age, and it totally depends on the parent. I'm at the age with my, my kid who's five, going to be six this year. That's a middle ground age where it's like some parents prefer to hang around and keep their eye. It depends on where it is for me. Like I'm not dropping off my kid at like a fun house where I don't know who's coming in and out those front doors. Ah. There's no freaking way. So I'm going to at least I'm not going to like hang out at the party and watch her the whole time. No, 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 no. But I'll hang back. I'll hang back and I'll stay in the venue. But I'm not leaving because I don't know who the fuck is coming through those doors. All right. Well, I. uh I'll tell you, 78% of parents say they feel intense pressure to make their kids' birthday parties amazing. That's a, that's a dangerous thing because if you're feeling intense pressure right now, then the pressure gets even higher next year when you have to outdo this year. Aren't you constantly playing a game of one-upsmanship on yourself? I don't like, yeah, I don't like that. I don't think the parents should feel the need to have too much pressure on them, especially when it comes to like, I know a lot of it can be very expensive too. And that's hard on a lot of families to be able to, especially when they go to these parties, right? And they're like, well, you know, Trevor had this many kids and had this and then had a, the, a Captain America show up and all this. Like, okay, well, fucking good for Trevor, right? Like some, some families just can't do that. I feel like coming up with a deal with your kids is a good idea. A deal? Like in every other, you get a party every other year. You get to choose. Is it this year or is it going to be next year? Great. You choose next year. And hmm. then you get to choose like you only, or you only give them two options, right? You have four friends over. So there's five of you or whatever. You, you come up with a plan. I think that that's totally fair. You shouldn't put too much pressure on yourself to go like, too extravagantly. Half of kids though say they expect costumed characters and inflatable play sets. They expect I knew it. it. I knew they expected it. My birthday parties were so fucking simple back in the day compared to this. Yeah. It was come over and, and pin whatever on whatever, drink some McDonald's orange drink. <laughs> Here's a, a, a hot dog that we microwaved and get out. Get Here's it. your loot bag and piss off. And le <laughs> leave. Yeah, absolutely. Mine were very, very similar to that uh, growing up. Maybe I should find out if there's going to be loot bags for adults at this party. If there is, maybe well, I'll reconsider. Honestly, you telling me this story today makes me actually realize that for the next birthday party, that I, at least that I host in my house, I will have adult loot bags. 
That's even a great for the parents, idea. The, like because I'm only inviting people who really have who have kids or who are, are related. Like I said, that's my rule anyway. I'm not going to draw. I would never invite you, for example, because I know you don't want to be there. You don't care about Paw Patrol. You're not coming to my four-year-old's. I wouldn't do that to you. I just want to snoop around your speakies and yeah, drink some whiskey I, with so your I, husband. I <laughs> we wouldn't be able to find you guys forever. Be drunk. Show me your shop. I want to see it. Wandering around. Um, coming up. We're going to talk about a number of different things, but I want to start off with something we haven't done in about a week. Let's do a little rundown of what's in the headlines. Number one, the city of Ottawa says they're ready for anything that comes their way this weekend on the anniversary of when the Freedom Convoy descended on the Capitol. I can't believe it's been a year since the Freedom Convoy. I can't believe they're finally ready, and they should have been ready a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking news, the Ottawa cops finally got their shit together. They're not planning to go back there, right? Uh, Anyone who was involved in this previously, etc. Because you would have heard rumblings about it, right? I feel like we would have heard, like, they will be going to Ottawa. It's funny you should mention that, because I'm really not sure. I would think that most of the organizers have bail conditions that prevent them from being in Ottawa. I would think. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as everyday regular Canadians that just want to protest, yes, we still have a right to protest in this country. And and if you want to go for whatever point you want to make, by all means. But the police say that resources, tow trucks, and staffing plans are in place ahead of the anniversary. Officers are ready for the possibility that it could spark another protest. And the chief would not give details on what police believe is planned or how many demonstrators are expected to come to Ottawa this weekend. One thing I will say about this, though, is the official reunion that was going to go down in Winnipeg got canceled about a month ago. The organizers said, you know what? It was getting hijacked by other special interests, and we're not interested in that because I don't want to get arrested again. Fine, I don't blame you. But this is so low-key that I'm wondering how many people are just going to sort of think, maybe even at the last minute, you know what? It's the one-year anniversary. Here's a good excuse to fly my fuck Trudeau flag. I'm going to go to Ottawa this weekend. I could actually see there being a decent number of people showing up. Yeah, I think it's it's quite possible. Again, I haven't heard like enough to make me think like, oh, yeah, something big. But I don't know. Maybe there is a lot of things happening that we're unaware of. I'm going to go back and listen to some of the podcasts from around this time last year because I, I remember it so vividly as we were watching the convoy go to Ottawa And when they got there and I thought, wow, a great turnout. This is a good protest. And then when they stayed, I was like, ah, shit, this isn't a good idea. Guys, you've been heard. Go home. And they stayed for three weeks. And then the Emergencies Act got invoked and the whole thing just went sideways. It's a time capsule sometimes if you listen back to the podcast, you know, whether it's on that, whether it's pandemic related, it's it's interesting. Police are investigating a youth swarming attack that left two TTC workers in Toronto injured. The Toronto Police Twitter account says officers responded to the Scarborough area for a call of 10 to 15 youth attacking three uniformed TTC employees on a bus. Transit users have been speaking out against proposed service cuts. They say that could further put riders and workers' safety at risk while violent incidents on the subways and streetcars are on the rise. Yeah, what is going on there? Do they feel these are connected with other things? Because I feel like there's been way too much of this happening. John Tory. And I know that's a very polarizing set of words, but John Tory, the mayor of Toronto, I think actually hit the nail on the head yesterday. He said, yes, we're concerned about the rising violence on the TTC. But at the same time, we're also concerned about the sharp rise in youth crime. 
seems like kids are just going squirrely. Yeah, the I amount mean, of attacks that are happening, yeah. and not just in Toronto, they're happening in cities across the country and maybe even around the world. And I don't know if it's a byproduct of being cooped up from COVID or if it's just bad role models that they're seeing on social media. I have no idea what's going on, but it's getting really rough. And some of these kids actually got fucking guns. Oh, that's it's a scary thought. And there's been too many scary stories. Like I said, it's just too much of this. And I wonder if it's connected or if it's just, it just so happens it's happening all around the same time. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but what a, scary situation I hope so I don't even know what the answer is mind you like I don't know what can be done right now but hopefully there's more investigations into trying to figure out what the root cause of these things are and and can it be stopped and can we get more involvement to make sure that we don't see anything like this happening again I think that there's definitely some some issues at play here that need to be dealt with not the least of which is poverty there is a lot of people that that when the economy gets bad they start getting desperate and maybe that's being reflected somewhat in kids maybe But one thing I would say is maybe now's the best time we're going to get to reopen the talk about the Youth Criminal Justice Act. Maybe now's the time when we can actually start laying meaningful charges against people who commit serious crimes. And 10 to 15 kids beating the crap out of two or three TTC workers on a bus is not okay. Mm -mm. Everybody's got a right to feel safe at work, and you shouldn't have to deal with a whole bunch of losers that didn't want to pay their fare and get beat up for the privilege. That's right. I feel bad for them, and hey, if that's the solution... I think that could be part of the solution anyway. Let's reopen it. Let's start laying charges and make them stick. Uh, Another big scandal is hitting in Ottawa. Newly released documents about the wildly popular ArriveCan app say the government Mm. paid $44 million over two years to a little teeny tiny boutique two-person firm in Ottawa. Now, I don't know who the two people are that work at this firm, but they were paid $44 million over two years. And in the end, they didn't develop the ArriveCan app. They subcontracted six other companies to do the actual work. The prime minister was asked about it yesterday. Global's Colin DeMello uh, with some great questions and good follow-ups too, trying to hold the prime minister to account, said he has now asked the clerk of the Privy Council to look at the government's procurement practices to make sure that we're getting good value for Mm. money. Mm. That doesn't sound like good value for money. It seems like they hand out money all the time to whoever they want, and only when shit like this comes up do they go back and say, yeah, we should probably investigate those people that we gave that money to. And who's signing off on all of it? I mean, exactly all the people. Tell us the people. Who are these two that took 44 million taxpayer dollars? Oh, we probably won't know. They're probably in the Bahamas right now enjoying yeah, the winter. screwed right off. I would. Yep. Hey, if you convince some sucker cabinet minister in Ottawa to give you 44 million bucks and you contracted out the work for, for 12 what? million. Yeah, exactly. That's a smart business that's person. Nuts. I don't know how ethical you are, but you're certainly smart to be able to get away with it. Uh, Kat, you'll probably recall, and, and this is weird. It was three years ago today. COVID was first confirmed in Canada. Oh, boy. Today is the anniversary of when COVID came to Canada. I remember posting about it on Facebook, which now I avoid. But uh, I remember posting about it on Facebook and saying like a comment like, oh, and so it begins or something. And part of it was, you know, I was being a little facetious at the same time. But I thought like, well, let's see the comments. I was just curious what the comments would be. And I remember, I should actually look back on my memories now because I remember some people People saying, oh, this is the stupidest thing. It's not a big deal. Who cares? 
others that are like, just wait for it, that figured it out, that already were onto the conspiracies and things like that. Uh, I can't believe, though, three, three years have gone by. My biggest memory of three years ago was fear. People were really scared and and they had every right to be. There was this mystery virus and we vaguely remembered SARS. And even though SARS turned out to be not that big a deal, uh, it certainly did screw with our economy in particular here in southern Ontario. But they were thinking that and they heard people were dying and they thought this weird plague was on your fucking mail and it was floating around in the yep. air when you were walking your dog yep. and all sorts of stuff. We were spraying everything. <laughs> it's true. We were actually washing our mail yeah. before we opened it. Like that's how scared people were. Now, as it gone has gone on, now a lot's changed. Uh, in fact, there's two recent developments. Number one, Japan recently reclassified COVID-19 down into the family of flus. They're not even considering it pandemic anymore. And in the U.S., the U.S. FDA has now put in place the infrastructure to make the COVID shot rollout annual, just like the flu shot. So for those who said, yeah, they're going to want to try and jab you every year, you were absolutely right. That's now come to fruition down in America. They're actually doing that. But the reason I bring it up is one of the things we learned how to do during COVID was virtual doctor's appointments. Did you ever have a virtual appointment? I never had a virtual appointment ever. And I had, um, but any appointment that I ever had, it was for my kids and they always saw kids. Okay. Always saw kids in person. So I, I was in there a couple of times, so it wasn't for me though. Another COVID myth has been debunked. The shift to virtual family doctor's appointments was swift at the beginning of the pandemic. A study from researchers with the OMA, the Ontario Medical Association, says patients did not go to the emergency room in place of virtual visits over the first year of the pandemic. The OMA says the findings refute concerns that the shift to virtual care added pressure to the emergency rooms. They say for services such as refilling prescriptions, reviewing test results, virtual care offered by a doctor to a rostered patient made healthcare more accessible. I feel like just because now that we can see doctors in person, everybody wants to, but that doesn't mean we should. I think there's probably a room for virtual and in-person appointments, and I'd kind of like to be able to schedule it that way. I don't always need to see my doctor. If I just have a simple little this or that, I should be able to go and see the pharmacist. I should be able to dial up my doctor online. I should be able to do it over the phone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to traipse into the office and sit there with all those sick people in the waiting room. I just want to get what I need gotten and get out of there. I think that it's a no-brainer to keep these virtual appointments going, but I certainly understand that people, after all this time, really want to get back to seeing their doctor, and I can appreciate that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, down in the U.S., the person who won the $2.04 billion Powerball back in November has still not come forward, raising questions about whether or not they even know mm-hmm. that they're a billionaire. If you told me it had been a week, two weeks even, maybe even three weeks, I'd say, yeah, you know what? They probably know they're just getting their ducks in a row. And a lot of people like to do that, right? Holy crap. I j- well, it wouldn't be holy crap. It'd be something more. But... 
I just won a lot of money. Even taking the lump sum is going to be what? Over a billion? No, actually, it's 997 okay. and a half million. Okay, so almost half if you take the lump sum. I mean, obviously, this is not even just like a life changer. This is like an entire game and everyone around you changes too. You know what I mean? Everything changes. So I understand trying to like figure that out, right? Get a financial advisor, do the smart things, right? Let people around you know first, let your loved ones know, celebrate in quiet and silence first. And then let the world know, hey, this is me, go to the office. But now it's kind of been too long. And I'm almost wondering if that's the case, Scott, if the, the person forgot it or, oh God, heaven forbid for them if they accidentally threw it out or right? something, which happens. You've only got one year to claim your prize in California. One year from the date of the draw to come forward and claim your money. So right now it's not in jeopardy because it's only been a couple of months. But I mean, if I had a winning ticket, $2 billion, and I'm probably going to take the lump sum for $997 million, I'm going to cash that ticket the second I possibly can. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't take a beat? You wouldn't hang on a second? What if something happens to me or the ticket? I don't know. Maybe it's an irrational fear. Okay. But I feel like while I'm driving to the lottery headquarters to do my photo in front of the backdrop with a big giant check, what, what if that ticket just blows out the window or there's a random lightning strike and I get hit and the ticket gets fried? I don't know. I just feel like there's something <laughs> that could go wrong. And, well, you already won the lottery. You might as well get hit by lightning. Right? right. You know, I mean, the odds of winning the lottery are pretty, pretty low. So are the odds know. of getting hit by lightning. So I don't like my odds. I feel like before you go into that whirlwind, and it will be a whirlwind once people know it's you, you need to think as possible, as clearly as possible. You need to have a clear mind. What is my plan with this money? Who do I plan to tell? Do you even test some people before you do it? People close to you, like, do I give the money or not? We haven't been close for a while. Maybe you even, and I know it's playing games, but fuck it. I'm a billionaire. I can play a game. Sure. So I would even play some games maybe and just see, you know, who's reaching out to me, who's there for me. Maybe it does take some time to do that and sort out your life before everybody knows. Because once everybody knows, they know. Life changes. And they're on you. Yeah. And everything around you, like I said, your whole world changes. And you have to almost consider it a game. As much as people don't like to do it, it does become a bit of a game. Because people will come out of the woodwork. Media will come out of the woodwork. You're probably not used to it, depending on who you are. So I think that to sort yourself out first mentally is probably important. So I would give myself a little bit of time. But I've already considered what I would do. So I have a little bit of a plan in my mind. But knowing it is so different than just thinking about what could happen if you ever did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of, I'll, I'll give you a, a, an example on a smaller scale. We, from time to time, get concert tickets to give away. And anytime it's a big artist, especially one that appeals to kids, like Taylor Swift is a great example. So we've got Taylor mm -hmm. Swift tickets. It's just a pair of concert tickets, under 500 bucks a pair. That's it. But we will have people that will write us full page letters uh -huh. begging, pleading to just give them the tickets because they need it for whatever circumstances going on in their life, whether it's a sick kid or uh, whatever it is. They're just begging for those tickets. Substitute Taylor Swift tickets for a billion dollars yeah. and think about how great people's need is. You're going to have strangers from around the world trying to contact you to ask you for a handout or to ask you for this or that. It would probably become exhausting. I think probably the first thing I would do after I, I cashed my winning ticket is get a new cell phone. Yeah. 
Keep my old one just for a rainy day, but my new number is the only number that you can reach me on, and probably 10 people in the world are going to have that number. And do you see why I think it's even better to do that before you cash that in? Because the second that you do go there, your name is public. Yeah. That's why I think it's important to do those things. That's why I would do it in quiet. I would spend a couple of weeks doing that, just sorting through, getting rid of my emails, changing my email. Only my loved ones know that even. Like, I don't even want to be bombarded over email. Change my number. Probably figure out, uh, does people can people figure out where I live? Let me rent a property on the down low or something like that to live in while I figure out my next move. Do something because who knows who's going to come to my door that knows where I live. All those things, honestly, I would consider before I even stepped foot at those offices. Yeah, but you're a social media influencer. You've got millions and millions of likes on your TikTok videos. Half the world knows what you look like. You, you're going to have a hard time laying I'm low. Not, thankfully, I'm probably not going to win a billion dollars because in Canada, we don't even come close to that. You could start your own TikTok with a billion dollars. <laughs> I could buy TikTok. No, I don't even think you'd come close at this point. Just a couple more that I want to blow through and then I want to end on M&M's because I know they're in the news and I think the whole thing is fucking dumb, but we're going to talk about it in just a sec. First, a pig in a Hong Kong slaughterhouse actually got away with it. I think we've all seen like Finding Nemo and shit like that. Sure, yeah. When the animals win. The butcher was holding a cleaver. The cleaver was about to be used on the pig in this slaughterhouse. According to police, the pig... They just walk around with cleavers at that place? I thought it was done a little more... No, no. I think it's probably horrible horrible? what happens in a slaughterhouse. Like, that would probably be enough to make a lot of people not eat meat. Yeah. In any case, they gave him an electric shock with a stun gun. I guess the pig got right back up again, all dazed and confused, bumped into the butcher... The butcher's cleaver fell and basically sliced his foot in half. <gasps> he bled to death. Oh. The pig that was about to be killed by the butcher killed the butcher. Butchered. The butcher butchered himself. Yeah. He was rushed to a local hospital oh. but pronounced dead. Police say the cause of death has yet to officially be determined. And there's no word on what happened to the pig, but... Sorry, there's no double jeopardy law. If you are a pig that kills the butcher, you've earned the right to live a long life. And the pig went, wee, 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 all the way home. (laughs) Fuck you, butcher. You ain't eating this bacon, bitch. Prime example of fuck around, find out. If that butcher ever wondered, I wonder what would happen if that pig decided to fight back. Well, you found out, didn't you? You found out. Wow. Uh, One more. A new poll, and this is sad because tomorrow is Let's Talk Day. A new poll found the average person spends three months a year, a quarter of the year. Sad. The survey found the average respondent is in a glum mood 96 days a year or eight days of each month. And it turns out the new year doesn't usually start on a good note with a quarter feeling at their lowest during the month of January. <gasps> oh, seasonal effectiveness disorder. Sad comes around this time of year. It's probably that and all the things that go into creating the Blue Monday phenomenon. Uh, however you look at it, I just wanted to use this as a good reminder to check in on your friends and neighbors and just keep in mind, just because somebody seems like they're doing great doesn't mean they couldn't do better yeah. or couldn't use a little checking in on. Uh, it, there's so many people that have found themselves in a shitty spot and it's probably going to get worse tomorrow when Tiff fucking Macklem raises the interest uh. rates again. And, and I know people are getting a little desperate. So tomorrow, let's talk day. 
Use that as an opportunity. Go out of your way to check in on your friends and just make sure they're doing good because that's important and we all got to look out for each other. I feel yeah. like nobody in, in power is looking out for us, so we have to look out for each other, particularly when it comes to our mental health. So I hope you take that to heart. Yeah, I mean, that makes me sad to hear. I don't like to hear that that many people spend their a uh, good chunk of the year basically sad. That's not good. The top winter gloom inducers include the weather, Shorter days with dark mornings and evenings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and feeling cold. Just the feeling <laughs> of being cold actually makes people sad. And yeah. I can totally relate to yeah, that. I get that. You know, a lot of us get that urge this time of year, right? We're like, oh man, a nice vacation. How many people can do that right now though? Not a lot of people can just do it. Funny you should mention vacation. I'll throw this out there and it's anecdotal. I don't have any numbers to back it up other than I talked to my dad who was just there a couple weeks ago and a pilot friend of mine tweeted it out. He was there on a layover. Cuba is dead right now. The resorts are basically empty. There are so many good deals to be had in Mm -hmm. Cuba right now that if you want to go away, I mean, it's not for me. I've been there, done that. I have no interest in going back to Cuba unless it's for something special like a a promo or something. But if you just want to get away somewhere warm and cheap, apparently the place to be right now is Cuba because it's not busy and there's a lot of deals to be had. That's good to know. I, I was literally on the weekend just talking to someone who booked a trip to Cuba. And they've never been to Cuba before. Really? Yeah. They're just like, because of the deal. I think it might have been because of the deal, too. Because they're like, it's a great, like, it's apparently one of the best ones you can find anyway in Cuba. And, like, the deals are insane. The prices on some of the islands are crazy. Yeah. Like, what they're asking for Dominican right now, for Punta Cana, I feel is way higher than any other year that I've looked at a vacation really? in Punta Cana. Okay. Cuba's actually cheaper, though. Like, you can yeah. still get a one-week all-inclusive for in and around 1200 bucks a person at a decent hotel. Oh, that's good to know. Hey, if you're just looking for some sun and sand and you're able to do it, then, yeah, why not, right? I, I wouldn't eat much. And you probably won't anyway. You but prob- yeah. Go and drink the rum and enjoy the sun. Yeah. You'll probably feel better. Okay, quickly here. Let's talk about M&Ms because they are in the news. And I know that there's some people who have heard it and don't understand it. Others are way too into it and taking a victory lap on this. What's going on with the candy? Not E-M. No, not I-N-E-M. Not not Not, M&M. Not M&M. M&Ms. M&Ms. So it was last year, actually, that you might have heard the news and they made a little promotion out of it, right? They it was like a it, it was like just all about you know publicity in a way. But they decided to go without the male M and M's for a bit. They basically their view was, hey, we went a while with these two mascots. They're male, but we know that there's female. In fact, you might remember the green M and M with the big eyelashes and the heels and stuff like that. So not only did they want to move the males back, and they made this like a public thing, like, hey, we're bringing the females to the forefront. They also changed the females around a little bit they're not the you know lashes high heels carrying a purse kind of deal um some are in sneakers whatever but they're all female m&ms and they even came out with a bag of all female m&ms and i know it sounds stupid because never in my life have i looked at an m&m and went huh does this have a dick or a vagina is this a boy or a girl uh, that yeah, i'm eating here no, i don't know it's food it's snack I, I understand where they were coming from and trying to do that. Maybe they received a couple of complaints like, well, you always have males. Where's the female? Which, again, it's candy. I don't fucking know who's complaining. But they ended up taking that and running with it. So not only did they do that, they made changes to the females and then people got mad. Like, if you're going to do the females, just do the female M&M. But then you change the female M&Ms. People got mad. 
Um, I know Tucker Carlson went ballistic on this, like this is fucking crazy. Uh, making M&Ms androgynous or something, whatever he was saying, calling them woke M&Ms. Yeah, well, if you flip it upside down, it's a W. W and W. <laughs> so that's basically the gist of that. So then with the backlash from them doing this, they decided to scrap the whole thing. Those meetings must have been fun, man. There are some board meetings when shit goes down I'd love to be in. And the M&M ones would have been great. Sure. Because really, is it the be-all, end-all in the world? No. Are people canceling M&Ms over this? No, people still eat M&Ms. But what a stupid thing to have to go back into a meeting about and go back on. Like, I know we had this whole plan about female M&Ms, guys, but it's not working out. So instead now, they've decided away with the M&M mascots, M&Ms mascots being M&Ms, no more. They're going to bring in a human. Now, the human they picked for this that agreed to do this for probably many monies, can't blame them, Maya Rudolph. She's great. Funny talented. She'll do a great job in the commercials or whatever they have planned. Probably even a Super Bowl commercial. Who knows? At this this, point, they kind of have to. They might as well. So I think that those are all good decisions from here. But at the same time, like, why did we even need to argue about male mascot M&Ms? Who cares? There's a lot of mascots and a lot of products in the world. Why do we care if it's male or female? Like, I don't... It's candy. It's totally different if we're talking about... I don't know about something and then it seems like they're empowering men when it should be empowering women. I can't even think of an example right now, though, because it's so obscure to me. Honestly, the whole thing is stupid. This is why you got to be careful when you open Pandora's box because you don't know what else is going to come out of the box. And this is what happens. You get M&Ms. Oh, well, now the world says that we need to be more inclusive. So we can't just have boy M&Ms. There's got to be girl M&Ms. Oh, well, sorry, not those girl M&Ms. Yeah, those ones are sexy. Too we, female. We, we got to make them casual. Yeah. Oh, and now we need some people of color women M&Ms, but then they've got to be casual. Why go down that road? <laughs> They're candies. We all love candies. Men, women, children, all colors, race, the whole thing. We all fucking like chocolate. Just stick with that. It's fine. It and was you know fine what? the way it was. If you don't like the fact that there was no female representation in the M&M characters, Okay, fine, but you do have a choice. You don't have to buy M&M's. Yeah, just don't buy it. Seriously. I mean, our, the only thing we could be arguing about regarding M&M's is just regular or peanut. And peanut's going to win that one yeah. every single time. However, now that they opened up Pandora's box, now they're desperately trying to put the genie back in the bottle. And they were the ones who started it. They did it to themselves. Mm-hmm. They should have just left well enough alone. And who's doing inventory on this? Do we have to go and look at every mascot that for food and ask are they male or female what is tony the tiger is he a boy that's a boy what's that fucking toucan on the cereal box that's actually a a boy are they gonna change too the rice krispies are boys too i mean there are a lot of boys out there maybe we should just change them all i'm just kidding (laughs) you're a woman did you ever look at the rice krispie box and say no those don't speak to me because those are three men in chef's hats and i don't like that (laughs) They're elves, actually. Are they elves? <laughs> no, I don't know. I think so. The Keebler elves. Are you going to boycott cookies? <laughs> no. Like, I mean, it's just so stupid. It is so dumb to me. It really is. I don't I don't see a need to have representation across the board for females over males. I, I agree with you that it's like they took this concept and thought, hey, what a good idea. One thing that I will give them credit for, and I don't even think they deserve credit for it just because I think it happened by accident, is that... We're talking about M&M's. Yeah. They didn't even need to like buy sponsorship on Twitter. They're trending at the top. And and yeah, they did it and it seems weird and we're kind of poking fun at them. But again, M&M's aren't canceled. No one's looking at any of this and going, well, I'll never eat M&M's again because of this. I don't think that's happening. I think if anything, 
people are going, oh, fuck, it's been a while since I grabbed a bag of M&M's. The, the pendulum swung quite you know? far for a while there, and I kind of feel like it's starting to swing a little bit closer back to center again. Um, when, when it comes to, well, I'll use Tucker Carlson's word, even though I didn't actually see that segment, but he called this wokeism. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if this is actually an example of wokeism because I, I have a different definition of wokeism. However, if that's what it is, it does seem like it's swinging back a little bit towards normal. And this is the kind of backlash that you can anticipate when you go too far with yeah. that. So, hey, listen, for what it's worth, they're goddamn delicious. They're good. You know, and that's the thing. Again, I don't think they lost here. But like, I think they look silly, but I still don't think I want to. Where's the candy sales categories? I want to know. Actually, we should we should figure that out because where's M&M sits right now, right now? And where is it going to sit in a couple weeks from now? Because I feel like people are going to buy up M&M's. Sure, they probably will. And you know what? If you don't like how M&M's has handled this, by all means, don't buy M&M's. But if you don't like how M&M's handled this. We don't cancel M&M's because you don't like it. Yeah. Just you don't have to participate. And that seems like a perfectly reasonable compromise I, to me. I think so, too. I think from here forward, if you don't like the fact that Toucan Sam is a, is a, is a boy, Toucan, <laughs> don't fucking eat it. Thank you. Don't buy the products if you really, really hate it. We, we, they have more power with our wallets and our debit cards and credit cards. That's all we need. Or design your own. Or... You go ahead and you go head to head with the M&M company. You blaze a trail or something and start something new. Or buy the knockoff brand. You don't need to buy Fruit Loops because you don't like the Toucan Sam's a boy. No, buy the, the knockoff the, shitty version that they sell at Walmart for like a dollar ninety nine a box. Is that a is that a Toucan too? Some of the knockoffs make me laugh. Oh, I don't know. Like I don't know. It's freaking. It's Tyrell the Tiger over <laughs> here on the on a box of flaky flakes. Speaking of Walmart, and we'll end on this because we're going a little long now. Uh, I was at Walmart yesterday, and I saw an ad. Their great value brand, Kraft Dinner, their mac and cheese. I think that's way better than actual Kraft mac and cheese. I think the Walmart brand is just good, but it's on for 77 cents right now. The shelves were bare. Really? It looked like a tornado went down that aisle. So many boxes. Apparently, they had an entire skid of great value Walmart mac and cheese, 77 cents a box, which is what it used to cost back in the day. Back to the original pricing, completely sold out. They don't know when they can get more in. Wow. Tell me the economy's bad without telling me the economy is bad when there's that much of a run just on mac and cheese for under a dollar. Wow. Great deal, though. I want, I went to get it, so it, it, it worked. Yeah. More prices like that, please. Have yourselves a great day. We will see you tomorrow with another After 9. Bye, friends. Buckingham Palace has revealed the details of King Charles' coronation, which will include three days of celebrations. I just hope all this partying doesn't leave him too exhausted to not do any work the next day. <laughs> Authorities in Rhode Island recently agreed to a child's request to DNA test leftover Christmas cookies for evidence of Santa Claus, and they're not going to like what they found out. Oh, uh-oh. Looks like Santa murdered a guy in 96. Well, listen to this. The president of Ireland has called on schools to stop giving homework so kids can use their free time for other creative things. Oh. That story again. The president of Ireland is apparently my nine-year-old daughter. <laughs> Three men in California were recently arrested for attempting to rob a cannabis dispensary after they led police on a high-speed chase and crashed into a solar panel. Man, that sounds like you asked your grandpa to make up a news story about California.
The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.